Today's episode is brought to you by Eagle Energy. For those of you who do not know what Eagle Energy is, make sure to go over to their website, eagle.energy. Also, to people who are still drinking energy drinks, those sugary energy drinks, guys, those are garbage. They are a thing of the past. They are not good for you. They take 40, 35 minutes, whatever, to kick in. Eagle Energy takes 35 to 40 seconds to kick in. It is a plant-based healthy alternative for caffeine intake. I use it every morning. It gives me a kickstart to the day. My whole family use it. Friends use it. It's fantastic. It's shaped just like a cigarette. It can sit in your pocket. It can sit in your backpack. You can take it on the road. They are fantastic. Head over to our Facebook page. We are giving away one inhaler and also an Eagle Energy hat. So for your chance to win, head over to our Facebook page, enter the contest, and you could be inhaling an Eagle Energy by next week. Remember, go check out the website, eagle.energy. Also, this episode is brought to you by Herbal Active. Guys, I've been an athlete my entire life, okay? I've taken hits to the head, hits to the shoulder, the chest, the entire body. And unfortunately, I'm starting to feel those hits now more than ever. That's why our friends over at Herbal Active have given us a promo code, HB20, to make sure that you are getting your CBD extract oil over to you cheaper, quicker, and more effectively. Remember, CBD oil is from the marijuana plant that extracts the THC, so you won't get any head high, any fuzzy feelings. All CBD does is give you a nice body high. It infuses your body with essential oils to make you feel good, make your head feel good, get rid of anxiety. Also, they have a balm to rub, to rub excuse me, on your knee, on your muscles, on your elbows, your joints. It doesn't matter where you're feeling pain. Herbal Active has a solution to make you feel good. I swear by this product. And remember, when you go over to their website, herbalactive.com, use the promo code HB20 to get 20% off your order. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. How about those ad reads, baby? Oh, my God. Thank you very much, Eagle Energy Herbal Active, for coming on board here at the High Button. Uh, my name is Justin Boulanger. Matthew Dudley will be here as well. It's Friday. You made it. Congratulations. You made it through the week. It is the weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. You're going to get to watch Tom Brady go for a sixth Super Bowl. That's, that's like Michael Jordan stuff. That's stuff that only happens once, maybe twice, maybe three times if you're lucky in your lifetime. So I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, th- other than... What am I doing this weekend? Uh, today's Friday, so I'm going to the Moosehead game. I'm going to go do that. And then Saturday, probably just going to work a little bit more on the high button. Then Sunday, I'm going to sit up, go to my buddy Alex's cottage, jump in the hot tub, maybe jump in to the lake. That's what we like to do. We, we, go, uh, we go into the lake where it's freezing. We stay in there as long as we can. And then we run up on his deck and jump into the hot tub. And then we stay in there as long as we can as well. That's what I'm doing. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh, today on the podcast, myself, Matthew Dudley. It's just going to be us two today. A lot has been happening with the high button lately. And, you know, new to, uh, myself and dudes are new to this whole business thing. So we're going to sit down, talk about what we've learned, what we failed at, what we're succeeding in, talk a little sports, uh, and essentially just chat about that, you know, it should be a good conversation. Maybe a lot of you are listening, can tweet at us after and tell us what you liked about the conversation. Cause I'm sure there's going to be some things that you disagree with, agree with, and maybe there's some things that you can help us with. Cause you know, growing a company or a business, whatever you want to call it, a lot of struggles come with that on the outside. You might see, oh, okay, yeah, the high button, they're doing well, things are happening for them, which they are. But behind that is so much work 
And I'm trying to do this thing. Uh, it's called working smarter rather than harder. Don't get me wrong. I, I do believe hard work gets you places, but I'm trying to work just a little bit smarter um, in order to get ahead, I guess I should say. I'm definitely not the... I am I am bright. I, I'm smart. But with that being said, when I was in school, they put me in the slow class. You know, I'd be in school and I'd be reading, just minding my own business, and then you get a knock on the door. All right, Justin, in front of all my friends, it's time to go. It's time to go to the other class. And then I'd just go sit in this other class and I'd get tutored, I guess you could say, by this teacher. And they'd be like, all right, buddy, it's all right. You're, you're going to figure life out. In the back of their head, they're just thinking, this guy's fucking doomed. Um, where was I going with that? Nonetheless, I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to work smarter. So if you have any, if you want to like meet up, tell me what to do, give me some ideas. Even though I know what to do, I have a great direction of how to take this company from where it is now to the top. Don't ever second guess that. But like I said, there's always people out there that can help. So I'm rambling on about nothing myself, Justin Belanger, Matthew Dudele. It's going to be a great podcast. Hi button, you know what comes next. We should just put a bunch of like eagle puns in every podcast. Eagle this, eagle that. You know what we need to do? We need to come up with a an eagle saying. And maybe not. You're very eagle right now. Eagle to get it done. I don't get it. Oh, eager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going here. Uh, oh, we are. We're going. Oh, come on. What's up? What's up? It feels weird talking to you, just me and you, when there's just two mics. Because yeah. we talk all day on the phone or in the car, but then when there's mics, I feel like it's forced. Ah, fuck it. It's forced too anyways. What are we going to do? Sit here and hang out and not talk? You know what I mean? <laughs> We just hang out all day, but we don't fucking say anything to each other. Well, that's what we do anyways. We're on our, I guess, we're just on our laptops the whole time doing yeah. research. Business, right? Business. Speaking of which. What? It's good right now for us. It is. Two things that I really need in my life is energy. Stay humble. And uh, things to make my shit feel better. <laughs> my body. Herbal active. So, that's what I'm saying. I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, the old CBD oil. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Every Everyone that's using it. Says good things. I'd have to agree with that statement. Have you used it? Just the oil? Uh, not to my recollection, no. Not the actual like stuff that they have now, no. Do they have THC oil? They must. They do, yeah. Yeah. Comes in pen form and stuff like that. Um, I heard from a friend anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Muzzin. Muzzin. Is he the real deal? I don't know if that's the category you put him in, real deal, but... Is he um, the defenseman that Toronto's looking for? I think he definitely is the odd defenseman Toronto is looking for. I mean, he's got a cup. He he played on a couple winning teams in, in L.A. Um, he's a leader. He's still got some youth. I'm pretty sure he only had like the one year left on his contract or something. So the, it's up to the Leafs to sign or whatever. But he's he's gritty, man. You look at him. He's he, he's... He's a burly man. He looks like a man's man. You know, he looks like a Ron, Ron Swanson type shit. Big beard. You know what I mean? He just comes out and he just, you can feel his presence. I watched like two or three clips maybe yeah. on Twitter or whatever yeah. of him in practice. And yeah. like, he, I could feel his presence. And he's playing with Riley. Right. First which, unit. Yeah. Which so, then moves Gardner with, I think, Hainsey, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. And then who's the other one? Dermot and... Uh, Fuck, man. I'm a horrible fan. Anyways, I was watching him during his first interview with the Toronto media the other day. Probably one of the more funnier things I've ever seen because they were asking him questions that were just non-related to hockey. He's like, well, they're like, so did the team put you up in a hotel? Like, how'd you fly here? How'd you get here? And he's just like, well, yeah, like, you know, the team made it comfortable. You know, I'm here. Just 
What do you mean? Did they pay? Like, the like guy just played six, seven years in the show. It's I like know. It's his first game, right? But that's exactly the p- Toronto oh. media. They care about things that are non-hockey related. They care about you as, like, a person. And you could just see his reaction. He's like, yeah, like, can I we, guess. I'm here. Can we say one thing? Because that's kind of our angle sometimes. Yeah, I the guess The Toronto so. media doesn't care. They're just digging, right, for the next story. So let's be clear. We're the ones that care, right? What we do you want to know? Because we, we, we like to hear that shit. But they're just like... They want to know if there's anything like, what do you mean Toronto didn't pay for your flight? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they didn't, yeah. You know what I mean? That They're looking for that next story, right? That's true. And that's just the, that's just the nature of the business in, in Toronto, man. It's, everybody knows that. Like, you hear every player's like, you know, it's one of the hardest places to play. All, a lot of the Canadian cities. So if you're, Johnny, if you're John Tavares going in there, hometown, you know the pressure. You know the money you're signing for. You know what comes with that big deal. Some players, remember when we were talking to Prust? Yeah. And he was just like, some players want that. Some players just want to be left alone and play their game yep. and make the money. You know what so I mean? So yeah, Toronto not for you then. Toronto's not for you. But if you get traded there and you don't have a choice of where you go. That's true. You that mean. could be... a because think about it, I don't, I don't like you and I both never played in a market that was huge, no. even if well, none of us played in the NHL. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine, clear. imagine if you went to Montreal, you played for Montreal Canadians, mm-hmm. you get there first day, they're like, what'd you have for breakfast? And what the fuck? What do you, what do you care? Yeah, like, and then I you don't, nothing. you don't score four games in a row. Well, doodle, you know, they got to sit him. He sucks. Yeah. You know, they're, they're saying that his wife uh, is cooking broccoli cheese bake at home and it's <laughs> affecting his game. You're like, what in the how do that, they know that? That would just ruin your hockey experience. I mean, you're just there to have fun, play in front of 20,000 a night. As much as it is playing or going there to have fun, like these guys, it's it's not their first rodeo under the limelight, especially these days. Like if you're coming up just in through the ranks now, you're media trained from when you're like eight years old, man. I mean, you got an iPad in your hand. You, you watch TV, you watch documentaries, you watch series, you watch sport. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. like, that's just like how we're bred now yeah right it's it's fun for them yeah obviously who wouldn't have fun doing what they love but it's gonna be up and down shitty and good and everywhere is right but obviously there's added pressure here's another example so you saw mckinnon obviously yelling at his coach the other day his coach yelling back at him i think that it happened like in the first or second period so you still have a whole second half of the game left mm-hmm. in the back of your head would you be thinking god damn it now i have to talk to the media after the game or do you think you would just be able to focus on the game and not think about that. I'm going to say in that scenario, specifically being a former player and, and knowing the emotions and how high they can get and how things get heated. And sometimes, you know, you honestly just black out and you don't, you don't really remember because your adrenaline's running so high. Obviously, I've never been in a game of, of those stakes and shit, but I don't think the coach was mad necessarily at like the passion and, and the emotion that he was showing. I think it was just more or less the timing of when you were yelling back, right? Like coaches want to see you involved. And I don't think at that moment he's thinking, shit, I got to, I got to deal with the media. He's, he's genuinely pissed off, man. Think about how pissed you got to be to yell at your coach in the show. Yeah. Right. So he's not thinking media. Once he gets off the ice and he sees everybody, he's probably like, fuck, Yeah. you know, like here we go. And these, no, you go. Not during the game. I don't think. And I think I said specifically in that scenario, right? Obviously there's times where guys do things and you're not, you're just being an idiot. And then, you know, that yeah. something's coming from it, right? All these guys are definitely cautious of that. There's 30 different cameras in the building at the time. Anything you do is going to get caught. There's a camera on every player. There's a camera in the goddamn net. The moment Crosby <laughs> wakes up and goes to the rink, the, sorry, the moment he's in the rink, there's a camera on him. Oh, yeah. Players can't move in the, in the rink now without there being a camera. It's almost a blessing being like a non-superstar, you know? What do you mean? Well, just like the stars are all known because media we're in the world as well yeah but like the the guys like the secondary guys the the 
the depth players. Like, if you're not a superstar, there's a chance you can walk down the road yeah. in your home city yeah. and not be noticed. Yeah. Right? So that's why I said it's almost like a blessing in disguise. Obviously, you want to be the best player in the world, but, you know, if you can walk down the goddamn street and go grab a coffee without being like, bah! yeah, then you're good. Yeah, and some players don't. Some players want to be recognized. Absolutely, like guys like PK. It's like after the PK is so smart because he's thinking about his career when it's over and said and done. That that guy wants to be the next Don Cherry. Fucking yeah. He has his own talk show right now on NBC over the All Star break. Yeah. They put together like a ten piece segment of him just messing around throughout the week. And some guys, you know, after the career is all said and done, they want to have a career in media because it works for some players. Other Absolutely. players just want to go live in Phoenix. And well, I think it's pretty obvious. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I just thought you Here were we finished, but. It's pretty obvious to the guys that are going to be in the media. Like, look, yeah. at, look at Biz. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you knew from his personality while he was in the show, you didn't know necessarily, but you definitely had a feeling that they weren't just going to let him go and he wasn't going to be a part of the of a franchise, right? Yeah. Because think of all the advertising he's doing for Arizona. So much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like, that's smart. And, like, Jeremy Roenick. And then you got, you know, guys that are just have, like, I guess, personalities, if you will. Are the guys that head into the media like PK? He's great for the game, man. He's an advocate for the game. He's always doing uh, good things with his money. I'm pretty sure he's got like a foundation. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a a lunatic on the ice, but like, you know, would you rather him be a lunatic on the ice or would you rather him be a lunatic in society? It's true. <laughs> and he does a lot for the game. I hate I hate every time the Leafs play him or I watch him play, unless he does something spectacular. I'm like, fuck him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he plays too hard. Yeah, he tries to. He's like the hero in beer league. Yeah, you know. I wonder. You know, like how reporters hate hate on him, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're doing that for their job, or do you think they're doing that out of actual hate? Like when people see PK dancing in warm up, they're thinking that's not hockey. That you know that that's not our sport. And they go on NBC and they bash him before the game. Like he shouldn't be doing that. He mm-hmm. shouldn't be jumping around. Do you think they actually care, or do you think they're getting paid to have an opinion? Um, I think a little bit of both. I think it's more of a generational thing, like. If you look at the the broadcasters on TV now, that wasn't really that wasn't really a thing, you know. And hockey was like a war zone. It was, you know, like when Glenn Healy played, it was like, yeah, you had one thing in mind. There was no like extracurricular stuff really. Obviously, there was a little bit of media, but there was no there was like there was no Winter Classics, and there was no like going over to China and doing all the shit. So I think as the game evolves, the business side of it evolves. So I don't think it's necessarily hate. I think it's just difference in opinion of times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And like talking at during the warm up with your buddy on the other team, they yeah, hate that. Which do, and I'm still against that. Like in ba- baseball is one sport, but hockey, I just like. I mean, I think you know better than anybody else. I, like, I don't give a shit if we grew, if we came out of the same womb. You know, if you're <laughs> on the other side of that red line, it's over until after the game. We are no, we. I don't even know you. I think no. that was probably one of the best parts about hockey. It's just the freedom of it. When you're on that ice for 60 minutes, or you're in that rink for 60 minutes playing the game, nothing else matters in life. No nothing and you you just hope to god that the guy across the across the bench from you is not gonna yeah hold a grudge against you right or at least i did always another an <laughs> example of that i remember when marty st louis mother died that yeah. day he had a playoff game against the pens played that day his mom died and i'm thinking you know why would he do that you know he should be with his family but in my head i'm thinking no he wants an escape he Where's, wants to he wants to feel good he absolutely. doesn't want to think about his mom and if you look back at it i bet you had an unbelievable game I think he did. I think he got like an OT winner or something. He definitely had an impact in the game. I watched the Grand Fear story the other day. What's that? <clears throat> Same thing. His mom passed away. Yeah. And he played that night. And he said he doesn't remember a goddamn thing. About uh, the game? About, or about the game. Yeah. That's all I could think about. But I'm pretty sure he, he 
I may be wrong, but I'm a little bit certain that it, he got a shutout. You really? know what I mean? In that game. But he said he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember any of the shots. He said he remembered one play from something. It was like something specific that he remembered, but that was it. But he just like, he was like, I don't know, man, your emotions are just like, they don't even know what they're doing right now. But yeah. you're right. It's the place to go and, and forget about everything. Well, I think just not hockey, just sports. Yeah, for sure. Sports in general. Yeah, absolutely. Or anything ec- extra like curricular that you're doing, right? Yeah. Obviously, we just talk hockey because that's what we know. Yeah. How are we supposed to give facts unless yeah. we've actually done something, you know? That's true. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the business side of things here at the high button. Um, I said in the intro that we talk about things we've learned, things that we're succeeding in, things we're failing in, things that we could be doing better in. I guess that's I'll just talk about that or ask you what have you learned the most uh, on this journey of the high button? So far? So far. Um, first of all, it's fun as shit. You get dinner. <laughs> it is, though. Like, just think about the things that we're doing, right? Like, we got, a, we got a trip coming up, which is, like, why, you know, if it wasn't for work, this, then what, you know, we could potentially be going, but not for mm. a specific reason. But um, I don't know, man. It's fun. You, you can't really take too much time off. You kind of got to be constantly thinking of, like, not even necessarily the next step, just the next like piece of content or like the next guest or, you know, what's going on in the city that we can go talk to people and relate to about, you know, yeah. but it's tough in the winter. That's the biggest thing I think from it's cold. We started in the, in the spring, right? Last year. I mean, and you go, you go outdoors and there's the people are everywhere. Yeah. And people, it's nice how people want to talk. They're having beers on the patios, you know, people are smoking dope now cause it's legal. Uh, <laughs> people are smoking eagle energy pens so they're all fired up shout out to eagle energy and but in the winter man you're like you kind of almost have to be specifically somewheres where you know people know they're outside you know yeah like we've gone out a few times around university campuses yeah and not a goddamn soul because they're cold they just want to go inside right summer juiced yeah do you know what i mean people are flying everywhere it's downtown halifax yeah so i think just trying to like adapt to that right like and our guests are are slowly you know not i don't want to say fading away but it's just harder to get guys on because the guys are in season now it's almost playoffs like yeah starting to get down the stretch and you just don't want to bother guys because we played the game and it's like when we did the ice jam yeah and there was that kid stretching yeah and we were like let's go interview him and then we were both like shit like if i was out there stretching it was specifically to get away from the noise you know like i just wouldn't want to be talked to right now mm. but then if we didn't play hockey we would just went up and like what's up man like yeah you know, so that's there's that fine line too. Yeah, each and every day you're learning something. Yeah, each and every day. Like when I go out and do the street interviews, I'm learning that the mic gets freezing cold and I can't hold the mic for more than two minutes at a time, or else my <laughs> hand will fall off. Stick to it. Got to bring gloves. You know, you learn that people don't want to talk for more than thirty seconds because they're cold and want to go get warm. If it's a topic that they don't want to talk about and they say no, well, that sucks. You got to move on to the next person. First one's always the hardest, right? The first like three are the hardest. You have so much anxiety. I got to start smoking this Eagle Energy pen before I start. But right before you start, you're like, no one's going to want to talk to me. I'm an idiot. What am I doing here? And then you just get three I'm out of the idiot. way. And then you just get three out of the way. And then it's like, bada boom, bada bing. To be fair, you are an idiot. Yeah, well. But there's good idiots. I'm a hardworking, smart, intelligent idiot. But people will talk to a big, goofy idiot, right? If you're a dumb idiot. Then. I'm harmless. Man, it's po- it's snowing out right now. Is it? Hard. Holy smokes. Welcome to Canada. Um, What's another thing I think that we could be getting better at? 
honestly, I don't even know if there's a thing that we can be getting better at. It's just more, it's just consistency with me. Like, I don't think we're really doing anything wrong. It's just learning from our mis- The only way to find out if you're making a mistake is if you do something. At least so that's if, the way I've seen it. If we're, yeah, if we're sitting here doing nothing, we're not making mistakes. So the more you make mistakes, you're like, oh, okay, don't do that again. And now we're going to figure out and do this. That being said, though, you don't want to be afraid. There's not like in, in, in what we're doing, there isn't a whole, the only like big mistake we can, I can really ever see in us make is like saying something offside or something eventually to offend somebody. Right. But I'm not worried about that. though. Neither am I because I've been doing that my whole life and that's just the way it is. But that's what I'm saying. Like for us to be doing this on our own and, you know, like, I guess producing our own content, if you will, how do we make mistakes you know like obviously we're just going to take what we've learned so far and what we've done and and listen to the people yeah and the numbers Mm. and then you kind of get a feel for for what people like right Mm -hmm. so it's like you know we have all these different ideas but what are the ones that people are actually engaging in i like how we can see who our fans are we can see who's liking we can see who's commenting we can see who's subscribing and I feel like the people that are, are loving the high button, we almost have to love them back more. Because the more we support them, they'll support us. Absolutely, we almost yeah. have to be a fan of our fans, you know what I mean? Fucking right. And I find sometimes I struggle with that due to the fact that I'm only focused on the high button and how we can grow the high button. Yeah. But then in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, wait a second. In order to grow the high button, we have to be fans of our fans. That's why you got the chef to me, Sean, buddy. I'm a man of the people. You know what I mean? But that's pretty much, I think about that a lot sometimes. Yeah, but then people realize, man, that it's, or maybe they don't, but it's, it's a, it's a lot of work, man. Like I know you're <laughs> constantly grinding, like as soon as you wake up in the morning, you're firing off emails or you're messaging people or you're trying to think of things or you're doing a video or, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, there's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah, it's fun, but like, you know, it's still work. I think the thing, it is really snowing out there. If you could see. Let's go sledding. Full are we going to go, go shoot a video? Yeah, we are shooting. The Let's go get some crazy carpets and find a hill and fuck some people up. We'll do something. Body check um, some high school kids or some shit. It's probably a snow day. It's not a snow day. It's halfway through the day. Yeah, they won't 12. get a snow day for this shit. Are you kidding me? I guess. I don't know. It just what? has to be potential of snow for them to cancel. What did you do on a snow day when you were younger? Uh, What grade? Five. Five? Well, I would have been in elementary, so I would say I would have been... Probably at Magic Beans. Magic Beans? Yeah, the daycare center. PETA. Did Tom go there? Uh, he never actually went there, but the uh, Jody, who was a huge beauty, yeah, she would let my buddies come all the time. Yeah. So Tommy would come. We'd play ball hockey. We'd basically just pick on little kids and put them in nets and just like snipe and sell a huge, right? But you ever get in a fight in elementary? <laughs> yeah, I did actually. Tell it. Uh, <laughs> where was it? Burton Attinger, Call Fader. He was getting picked on by these three guys. Yeah, there was. Okay, I remember who they were, but I won't. I won't drop any names. <laughs> and they were just like constantly yapping at him. And I was a mouthpiece back then, right? I didn't know the difference between shutting up and and getting in a fight, right? Yeah. So I just said something back. I just basically was like, you know what? Like, there's three of you. You guys are all way bigger than them. So like, what are you trying to prove, basically? You know. Yeah. So I, I obviously didn't go about it nicely like that. Yeah. So the next day we're walking to school. <coughs> and we're down from the daycare. You have to come down through the field and then cut across it and come down to your side. Yeah. And I'm walking down with Fader and I'm I'm like shoulder checking all the time, right? Because they're telling me we're gonna get you all this shit. So whatever. So I seen them, and they were just like walking behind us, yeah. and they just like weren't doing anything, weren't doing anything, weren't doing anything, and then all of a sudden I just got drilled from behind, just like got killed onto the pavement by this guy. Like punched you or pushed? No, he you? just like tackled me and like 
I hit hard. Anyways, Tommy seen it. So he went up and smashed one of their guys the exact same way because they kept walking by us. Yeah. And he came in behind and just fucking drilled a guy. So I was like, okay. So anyways, Tommy and I ended up taking the three of them on. One guy, Tommy, was holding like jersey in. Yeah. And he was just laughing at him because the guy would look terrified. He was acting all tough until Tommy got his hands on him. And Tommy yeah. was like one of the tougher kids, man, back in the day. He was the only one that was ever getting in trouble for like beating kids up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyways, the guy, he just like fucked off that guy. He was terrified. So Tommy was just dying laughing. And we ended up just like a couple punches, probably pussy muffins. Tommy was probably throwing haymakers. <laughs> and I remember... I got a guy like I didn't really know how to fight, but I ended up just like getting really low and like picking him up yeah. and just like sliding him down a hill. And I was just I just remember being like, whoa, yeah. that had to be hockey. Do you ever hear the story about Tom kick playing on the soccer team and kicking the penalty shot to win the game? I was on the team, man. Was, so you wait, you I were was at the goalie. You were at that game. <laughs> yeah. That kicked it 40 feet in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell? I'll tell the story. So Tom, for some reason, was on the soccer team on his junior high team. And grade nine, and there was a big important penalty shot to win the game. It was playoffs, and there was guys on the soccer team that actually played soccer. Like there was actual guys that knew how to play the game. Tom's just a hockey goalie; he doesn't know how to play soccer. He wore soccer or baseball cleats. Yeah, he wore baseball cleats to play soccer. So the coach apparently got everyone together. It's like, all right, guys, who wants to take this penalty shot? And everyone was too nervous. And Tommy, being the guy he is, he goes, eh, "I don't care, I'll take it." <laughs> so he steps up to the plate, and they choose Tommy to take the shot. Probably the last guy to take a penalty kick in soccer. He did have a hell of a kick, though. I'm sure he did. He did. It was about 70 miles an hour. Yeah, maybe too woods. much of a kick. So anyways, the game's on the line. Everyone's watching. The, the moment is on Tommy. He places the ball down. He's getting ready to kick it. He takes two, three, four steps back. He's just getting ready to boot it in the net. Next thing you know, Tommy runs up, kicks the ball 40 feet over the net, completely misses. Into the woods. Into the woods, over the fence of the actual field, just Misses everything, and then Tommy loses the game. Meanwhile, meanwhile, everyone that actually plays the game of soccer is sitting on the bench watching Tommy completely fuck the game up. Yeah, but no one stepped up. I, was, I, I had to face penalty shots on the other end as the keeper. I remember hearing that story and just losing my shit. He played on the soccer team because we were trying to win athlete of the year. So we played on every <laughs> sport. He played basketball too, yeah, man. He said he played basketball. It was unreal. And all he did was shoot three pointers. Funny enough that you say that is today I was looking I was looking for something for school. Yeah. And I came across a box and it had all my junior high plaques from it, like yeah. softball rookie of the year and like all this shit. And yeah. I was just thinking in soccer, remember Josh Vincent? Of course. Animal back in the day. Oh, not as an probably, athlete? Probably still is. I'm not yeah. sure. I haven't seen him in a while, but him and Tommy used to play like defense yeah. and they would literally just run as hard as they could at people and just boot. And if you killed the guy, you killed the guy. And if not, like, and people just fucked off. They stopped, <laughs> they stopped going near them. And like him and him and Josh would just like boot the ball out of play. Cause the coach was like, well, if you can't, you have nowhere to go, just kick it out of play and let them toss it in from up here. So the boys would just come running and smart. just hammer it out of play or just like boot it way over the net or something like that it was amazing i think tommy scored from like half or something maybe man i remember growing up i didn't grow up in fairview but i hung out with tom a lot in fairview the amount of times where we would just have no money be bored and just do something outside and get into trouble every time there was no time where we just didn't sit around and do nothing no. and play video games shelby i heard on you i remember there was one time someone stole tommy's sticks we had no sticks. We had no net. We had nothing. I remember that. So we're just sitting there. We're like, well, what are we going to do? He goes, I got an idea. We go up to 
the field, the Fairview field, and we just race each other. <laughs> so you got to picture Tom and I, we're in that, like, you know, Usain Bolt, like the position, yeah. we, like we get on, you know, the position of yeah, a yeah. race in the Olympics. <laughs> so we just... How old were you? 10, 11, no, maybe 12, you were older than that 15, sure. I don't know, man. So we just sit there, or we'd stand there, we'd be like, all right, first one to the other end wins. We'd race. So, you know, Tom would win the first time. I'd be like, all right, let's go again. We'd, wow. we'd just race like eight times in a day, get tired, go home, eat. All right, now what are we going to do? I don't know. Let's play NHL. Fader bought a soccer ball. Do you want to go kick it? Yeah, sure. Fader bought a soccer ball. <laughs> and then we just go kick a soccer ball around you for know three hours. You know small school. Actually, you're right because we always used to, like, even Andy would play nets for us sometimes. Yeah, he would. It was just Tommy and I or something. Yeah. And, like, but the boys from CP would come over, like, Bottomley and, and Tyler and all those boys, right? Yeah. So we'd, we'd uh, man, I'm telling you, in junior high, we'd come at lunch. You'd have the hour, 25 lunch or whatever the fuck it was, and ridiculous yeah. in yeah. junior high. We wouldn't even eat. We'd just go right to Fader's driveway. And we play just whoever, ball hockey, for the yeah. whole lunchtime, bam, rip the gear off, run back to school. But what I was going to say is the small school, right, we're by my old house. Yeah. Like, you know how it has, like, it's that side of the school and there's a little field there? Yeah. That used to freeze over completely. Wicked. So, like, obviously not, like, perfect, but just, like, bumpy and shit. Yeah. So we'd bring the net over, put rocks on it, hold it down, and we'd play full contact on our feet. So you'd have to, like, run around with a hockey ball and shit. Yeah. And full contact. So the boys started wearing gear at one point, like just little shoulder pads and shit, just so you could drill each other, man. And that's just what you did. I remember, and that's why I was able to succeed. Yeah, in hockey because I was small. <laughs> I remember one time we were playing hockey in that cul-de-sac where Tommy used to live, School Avenue, and we only had one orange ball, just one, and a bunch of older kids came came along and took it. We had no ball to play with. Josh Rosal's biggest fear: I have teenagers. No, oh my god. <laughs> These, like yeah, they're, at the time they were probably like fifteen, yeah, maybe definitely. sixteen. Yeah, you at that age where you're just like fuck these guys. Yeah, we're like nine, <laughs> and we have one ball left. And then this guy just walked two guys come over and just say, yeah, we're taking this. And then we had nothing. And then I remember you and Frazzle got in a fight, and then you threw his helmet on the highway or something, <laughs> something like that. I definitely did that. I used to throw all <laughs> kinds of shit on the highway. I did. Uh, do you remember back in the day, Dominic Hashik freaked out and he launched his helmet. And hit the ref, yeah. Yeah, and hit the ref. He was throwing all his gear. Yeah. I was redoing that. Down, we used to play on Sunnybray there in, fr- in front of Frozzle's house. <laughs> the name of the street was Sunnybray? That's, it still is. They didn't change it. Wait, which which street? You know, where we picked... The, the cul-de-sac? Were you with me when we picked Dave up that day? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, not on that street. That okay, same street. Okay, okay, Just down at the bottom there. Okay. And uh, I was playing Nets, and I was just like pretending to remake the, the hashtag thing. I started throwing all my gear at you. <laughs> And a car in one of the driveways, it was my bike helmet. Yeah. And a car in one of the driveways backed out, and I had launched my, my bike helmet out into the street, and it's yeah. brand new, too. Yeah. And it just backed out and just crunched it into a million pieces. <laughs> and my dad was so choked. <laughs> he just got it. He, why would you be throwing it? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know why I thought of that. I remember when Tommy used to come over to my house. I used to just leave my bike on the front lawn, my sticks, my balls, everything. And he came over and he was just like, "What are you? Why are you leaving this out? Someone's gonna steal it." And in my head, I'm just like, "What? No one's, what? Why would anyone steal this?" Because you know, I'm in my neighborhood. I'm safe. Yes, yeah, right. And he's like, "Well, I'll fucking steal it from you." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll fucking steal it from you. That's who. Yeah, man. We just we couldn't. Eat. We left our shit out at Tommy's. Did you? Everyone knew not to fuck with Michelle. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. The safe. Ha- that was the safe place, man. Safe house. The safe haven. That's where you went. Like, if I was, like, pissed off my parents or something, which was, like, nine times out of ten. Yeah. 
I just go over there and I'd bitch at Michelle if I had to about anything. And she would just be like, she'd be right on your side. She'd be like, yeah, what a bitch. Or like just about anything, the teacher or anything. You know what I mean? She'd be like, yeah. But if you were wrong, you knew. The Christmas, the, some of the best stories I've ever heard in my life were at Christmas with the Gunses. Um, Gunses. The Gunses. Uh, <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Did I say it wrong? I don't know. Isn't it called Christmas with the Gunses? Christmas with the Guns. Anyways, the amount of people that would show up from different parts of Fairview and tell stories about 20 years ago that I somehow could relate to oh. was incredible. It'd be like, who's this guy? Like, oh, this is the guy that did this that time because Tommy told that story two years ago. It's like, you're the guy that took the lobster from the, th- you know? It's just like... <laughs> full, full circle. It's just the amount of stories... <laughs> the lobster. The, the amount of stories that come from that place are just ridiculous. Um, who, was your old, who, who was the old owner for the, the ducks there back in the day? He the still ba- might be the owner. The Bay Ducks? Yeah. Oh, uh... What's his name? Cashin? No. He And he works the door at the Metro Center. Anyways, I forget his name. Anyways, he came to the Christmas party and was telling stories about... Oh, I know who you're talking about now. And he was telling stories uh, about the Bay Ducks at the Christmas party. And at the time, he knew I played for the Lions or maybe it was the Marauders. Or maybe it was the fucking Olin Export Pepsis. We don't know. No idea. Anyways, <laughs> the whole... Not the whole. Probably like an hour, two hours... He's trying to convince me to join the team, the Bay Ducks. At the same time, he's trying to convince me to start smoking cigarettes. What? Because he's smoking cigarettes. He's like, hey, you want a cigarette? He's, he's drunk. He's not yeah. trying to like, you know, he's like, you want a cigarette? I'm like, no, man, I'm good. He's like, you want a cigarette? No, man, I'm good. He's like, you got to come play Junior B. I'm like, I tell you what, though, cool. cigarettes and Junior B do go well together. Yeah, I'm sure they do. And I know that for a <laughs> fact. Or someone told me anyways. I hear things, right? Yeah. I never actually experience anything, but I do hear a lot of stuff. How do cigarettes and Junior B go well together? Junior B is fucking pretty much where you go to shut her down, you know? And have fun. You pretty much play Junior B because you smoke cigarettes. <laughs> That's pretty much how it, bo- so it boils the, down to. The <laughs> difference between Junior A and Junior B is Junior B, you just smoke cigarettes? Pretty much. <laughs> the speed and cigarettes, right? What was the best part about Junior B? Because you could have played Junior A, but you did play Junior B. What was the what, what did you think the difference was between Junior A and Junior B? Oh, there's so many differences. Name a couple. I'll give you a couple examples. In Junior A, you're a winger. You get a pass. Yeah. You got to already scan the ice to know either know if you have, if you, do I move so I don't get killed? I'm not going to get killed. Yeah. Or do I chip it right away? But either way, you're getting hit, right? Yeah. Unless you have ice. Junior B, I was getting it, giving it. Nobody there. Because they just weren't at that, that speed, right? Yeah. Which I actually ended up succeeding from, right? Because I just stayed at my speed. Yeah. And, but you just wait for people, right? But that and like, you wouldn't get hit if I just turn my back on the wall. People just peel off and you just come out but i'd say the biggest thing was less contact and junior b there's only usually hitting for like the first half of the game and then the whole last part of the game people are just conserving their energy (laughs) to get that chance you know but my year was probably a little bit more special than most people's playing junior b yeah i had a bunch of like real good buddies on the team you know alds campbell I could, like Cody Anthony, Matt Anthony. I'll name the whole roster because they're all beauties, right? But I was talking more like off the ice, but well, if you want to say off the ice, it's just like people, you just don't care. There's no off ice. It's off ice is now like bars, parties. It's not like conditioning. It's didn't you guys get free beer at Shooters or something? You said we each, if we had a Friday night home win, they had a place called the Pens Den underneath okay. in the basement. It's like a pool, it's like a sports, like billiards and darts and shit. Yeah. And we, each of the team members would get a beer. And then it was like super discounted beer for us just so we would go. Yeah. And that ended up being the key to our success was that place. Cause you got free food too. She gave us appetizers for coming down and like, what kind of, what kind of appetizers? Just like wings and potato skins, and nachos poppers, and anything like that? everything. 
Yeah. And we just sit down there, play pool. We ended up having tournaments and shit, but nobody went at the start. And I was hard on people. Like, man, why wouldn't you be doing this? We're, we're in junior B. We're all 20. <laughs> why wouldn't we be like, let's just be known as the booze hounds. Fuck it, you know? And then everybody ended up going. But we just ended up winning, right? Because everybody was on the, their last rope. Yeah. There is no, like, off-ice. People are in university and shit. Like, you hang out, but not... It's usually just for the weekend, right? Yeah. So, junior A, you're on the go at all times, man. Those are your brothers. Those are your war mates, you know? Like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, you're going to Miramichi. You're going to Campbellton. You've got practice. you got to come home. you got to do... Some people got to work. Some people got to do assignments. Like, you, you rely on each other in junior A. Yeah. For that, you know, for that short period of time that you're at the rink. Yeah. <clears throat> but in junior B, you're like, people are got jobs and, like, you know, they work full time. You practice from, like, 9 to 11 p.m. You know, not 3.15. Yeah. So, it was fun, though. I, I, both my years of both were awesome. Where I played a couple years of junior A, but, I mean, junior hockey, if you get a chance to play it, do yeah, it. Give her a shot. Oh, my God. It's the best. <laughs> the best time of your life. It's as close as you can be to the show without going, you know? I remember Tom having some great stories about Junior B, man. Mm. Just some great stories. I wish we could tell. Can we tell the... I don't want to tell it. What? The one we were talking about the other day. The, oh. the moonwalk to center ice. Oh, when Buddy killed the goalie? Yeah. Oh, man, we just won't drop names. It's hilarious. All right, so was, do you want to tell or do you want me to? I'll tell it. Okay, go ahead. It's just... Uh, were you playing? Sorry, you playing? I wasn't playing, no, but I was... I don't know. I don't think I was at the game, but I know, like... Stevie Shea and all those boys right that we were still really like hanging out all the time back then. Yeah. And I was on like the cusp of deciding whether to quit or play junior B. Yeah. Anyways, he they just told him they couldn't beat the goalie. So this is a, this is a guy. And it's in playoffs. Yeah. And they just like they're having a hard time scoring on the goalie. So, so the coach I I'm and like I'm going to be wrong with some of my facts here, but the coach was like we got to get in the goalie's grill. We got to get some traffic. We got to get, you know, we got to get him rattled up a little bit, you know what I mean? Get in his grill. So the guy takes that as go kill the goalie and just runs and drills him, takes him out of the game, and then fucking moonwalks to center ice in celebration. And I shouldn't laugh, but if you're picturing it right now as I am, <laughs> picture this big grizzly idiot moonwalking to center ice after he just 100% blatantly illegally killed the goalie. I'm pretty sure the goalie never played again. He never did. <sighs> He was supposed to play the year after, and I played the next year. And he was supposed to be their goalie, but he wasn't. He fucked. He ruined his career. Oh. But at the same time, I'm I'm almost, I'm not sure, but I I think they probably connected at some point, right? But can you imagine? Coach is like, boys, we got to get more traffic in front of the net. We can't beat the goalie. And Buddy's like, all right, fuck it. Uh, kills him. There now he's gone. Now we'll score. And then they ended up winning. Did they? The Bay ended up winning. I'm pretty sure everything because of that moment. I think the best part about it is just the moonwalk. That's a long Absolutely. moonwalk to center ice from the goalie. And no one would fight him. This guy, he was an animal. No. And then I remember he called Tom after the game. He's like, hey, do you think I'm going to get suspended? And Tom goes, you'll be lucky if you don't get charged. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be lucky if you don't get charged. <laughs> think about the point of view from him, from POV, from old Tom Guns back in the net. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know, because now the goalie's now someone's coming at Tom. Oh, but Tom could have handled himself. Badass. I remember I Tom Haiti said that he's like, whenever um, you know, if, if someone like gave me a slash on the pad, 
and then the defenseman just freaked out. He's like, "Don't freak out. Take a penalty. I don't care. I got pads on." He freaked on. out at me all the time and like banned doesn't him. care. Who cares? I take a penalty after someone whacked him after the whistle. Yeah, like on the pads, and, Tom, and I cross check him in the face or something, and, and I'd get a penalty. And Tom, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, he'd give me the gears in the car after because I always travel with Tom, right? But uh, when he played, when we played against each other, I watched one of those games. I would go in and like. We were like, Tommy was like the one guy, like he's a goalie, right? Like there was no way I was going to like get into it with him, you know? Yeah. So we were just like, we were friendly on the ice, but like we made, we didn't seem like we were friendly. We weren't like, ha 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 ha. I'm like, what's up, Tom? Like, how you doing, brother? What, you know, he, what, like what did he say back? He would just be like, he would just talk to you or he'd just say something fucked like he normally does, right? Because it's hockey, right? You don't really have time for a conversation. Yeah. I was just like, you suck, bub. And like, skate by. <laughs> but when, you scored, when I scored on him, it was the best. But I'm just saying, I'd go in and I just like, the whistle would blow, mm. and I wouldn't be anywhere near the net. Mm. And then I'd just cruise in slowly just to go in and say what's up. Mm. And then, bam, I'd just get cleaned. <laughs> I'd get nowhere near him ever. <laughs> so he'd be like, I'd, he'd be like, don't come near my crease, bud. Were you playing that game where he had like a 50-game shutout? I think you were. 50-game? It was 50-goal, 50-shot shutout. What was it against us? It was against you in, uh, in St. Margaret's Bay. Brody played, too. I know I wouldn't. Have, I don't think I played that year. That was the year before. I played. All right, so here's here's a hilarious story. You're uh, triggering my mind now too, though. You were playing. I remember you were playing. I don't. I, don't, I think you were. I don't think Brody played. Ben Richardson played one time. Maybe it was Ben. Ben or Brody played. Nonetheless, here's an amazing story. So this is when Seferis was playing for Dell Gatno. Gatno. Alex. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So Alex, if it was, but it was just bef- right after Christmas. So it was the Q Christmas break, and Al came home for two nights mm-hmm. so the first night he got home we just got obliterated over at whiskey's Ob- obliterated obliterate obliv <laughs> we got hammered over at uh whiskey's over in dartmouth you know that place <laughs> yeah oh yeah for some reason it was brody's favorite place so we always went to whiskey's and just got after it so it was me Seferis, brody tom kev ben uh burke i don't know i might be missing someone else but we all go there just get absolutely hammered Tom has a game the next day. Tom and Brody or mm-hmm. Ben, all three of them have a game the next day, like five o'clock game. They're they wake up the night. We all wake up at the same place. Like they're hurting. They just they can't even move. They got to go to the rink right now. Like they got to yeah, get there. That hurting. That hurting. hurting. So we go to the game and watch. Tom plays on his head. Stops fifty shots. Shut out every time there was a whistle. You just saw him putting his arm up against the crossbar, just leaning over, like, "Oh my god!" He'd <laughs> look out of here. He'd look up at us and just shake his head. I think Brody threw up that game too, like over on the bench. That sounds about right. And I he just remember him and Stevie always used to puke. And you know how Tom was just—he was a great goalie, but he was really good at those random weird saves. Like he had an inch to save it, and he was—he probably had like thirty. And look, calm as hell doing it. You know, yeah. it wasn't like a sporadic save. It'd just be like, oh, oh no, I got it. But he just did—he had a bunch of those saves that game. And the whole time, I was like, all right, what are we doing tonight? He's like, I'm going to bed. And how rare is it for Tom just to say, I'm going to bed? Like he's like, all right, let's get after it again. He's like, no, I'm going to bed. Yeah, since we turned seventeen, that oh. was a rare phrase. Oh my god, it was just—it was an absolutely incredible, incredible story, incredible day. Well, this Incredible whole, night. This whole podcast is just about Tom. Yeah, fuck that guy. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah, man. For you. Um, um, that's that's yeah, but you're right. That's hilarious. I died some of that shit, man. There's a ton of stories we could go through with Tommy, man. Just everything that's ever happened at his house, and like <laughs> the night I slept in his garbage bin. Uh, <laughs> I hit him in the I hit him in the eye with a rock one time. How did that go over? Uh, not great. We got in our fair share of tussles. Coffee's cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely some tussles. Yeah, you talked about tussles already. <laughs> um, 
That's where I got tough enough to beat the shit out of you. I won the fight. Oh, my God. We'll have a poll. See, so you won the fight. I'm, I can't believe there's no video of that. That uh, was like 93. It's like 93. <laughs> it was 2009, wasn't it? iPhones were out back then. Maybe they didn't have video on them yet. Yeah, well, we weren't scheduled fighters, right? That was spur of the moment. So The no story. One, the phones would never have tur- uh, fired up that quick back then. The story to that fight was I was sitting at, uh, in the, I told the story a million times, but I was sitting in the cafeteria at lunchtime and I got the text from you because I don't think you were at the How West. Were you were still in school. And yeah, I, I was grade 12 and you were one year out. Bad ass. I was a super good student, so they moved me up. <laughs> and I remember just eating my sandwich, ham sandwich. And you text Lisa made it. And uh, you just text me. You go, we got to go tonight. The boys are razzing me. I'm like, all right, fine, we're going. And then I, I completely forgot, to be honest with you. I think it was the second period or first? Second. And it was at the end of a shift. Because you guys were down there at the, fir- the yeah. far civic end. And then I just I got the tap on the back of the legs. And I was like, all right, we're going. I here. yelled at you. Did you? Because you guys hemmed us in our zone, and I was so gassed. The puck kept coming to me, and I kept getting drilled on the boards, and like, I, I'd lose it, or someone else would lose it. They go to shoot it down the ice, and they'd muff it, and like, it was just like, nah, 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 yeah. and I was like, oh my god! And the first thing in my mind was, I'm never gonna play another shift. Yeah, I was like, I was on the first line that. And that so I remember, I go, I went behind my net, and the winger switched, and I looked over, and I was so gassed. And I, I thought we were leaving the zone, and we didn't. So I did the loop back, and I was like, belly. <laughs> Are we doing this? Because I was so pissed off, man. I actually wanted to fight. And then when I squared off with you and we dropped the gloves, I was just like, this is actually real and I don't know if I can do it. I just couldn't punch you. Same. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, you were like one of the softest people I'd ever met, right? Uh, in my mind in the game. Yeah, but I put the puck in the net. Yeah, and regardless of what you then. did, that was just my mindset. And I, I won't disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> you put the puck in the net, plain and simple. Put the puck in the net. Yeah. Put the puck in the net. I'm a fucking rock. It's tough to do that playing fourth line minutes in Bridgewater, though. That's fair. But I remember you did hammer me with one punch, and I was like, whoa. It actually was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he actually just hit me. And I was like, and it actually, I actually felt it. I just, just assumed you threw muffins, right? But I think that was the end of the fight for me. I was like, oh, what the? I just remember you asking me, and it was at the end. I was on my way to change, I'm pretty sure. I was just exhausted. And then I got to the penalty <laughs> box, and a fan yelled at me. He goes, you do that at the beginning of the shift, Belanger. <laughs> so I was out there for like a minute and 30 seconds. Now that I think about it, we should have been just giving it to each other in the penalty box. Yeah, I know. But I was already like smoking and shit then, so. Have you, did you ever fight? Cast. Did you ever fight in Amherst? No. That was a time. If you ever got in a fight in Amherst, the whole crowd just booing you. Great I feeling. love being booed. It was a great It's one feeling. of my favorite feelings. Yeah. Just getting under people's skin. Where did I fight? I fought you once in Dieppe, hurting one morning. We played like an afternoon, early afternoon game at like one yeah. in Dieppe. Yeah. Obviously, I got crushed the night before. Of course, I play a ton. Anyways, Getson got hit, like pushed from behind. Yeah. On like an icing or something like that. And I just threw my gloves and started punching the guy. Two, five, and a ten for instigator. Sat in the box for like 17 minutes, sobered up. <laughs> Where was the other one? I had three. Miramichi? Oh, God, no. Why would I fight Miramichi? In Bridgewater? Yeah, Adam can. That's right. There you go. My first game back after getting kicked off the team for trying to climb up into Picto's crowd. He I, uh, <laughs> I fought in Amherst right before the Christmas break. And at the Christmas break, I got called up to the Mooseheads. Oh, yeah. But I got suspended three games in the Junior A League. So technically, I wouldn't have been allowed to play up in the Mooseheads. So I, I won't say who did it. but You peel it, yeah. Um, I guess it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. But back then, if you're suspended in Junior A, you can't get called up to go play in the queue. Mm-hmm. That happened to Sab once. When he got called up to Lewiston and he got suspended, <laughs> he was pissed. 
Doesn't so sound like- I remember I got the call. They're like, yeah, so we want you to come up. Uh, games tomorrow. Can you play? I'm like, absolutely. So then I get the call from my coach, and he's like, yeah, listen, you're suspended. You can't be playing that. And I'm just like, is, is there anything that we can do? Wow. And he's just like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll... Uh, I just won't file it. Like I won't put it into the league. Like the refs give you give like the a report. note to the coach, and yeah. the coach has to give it to the league. But the coach is just like, no, I'm not going to do that. They have to file the report. Yeah, they're not filing the report. So I, technically, I couldn't have got called up. But that's bullshit, man. I should have got called up. The moose says. I remember Sab got he uh, he fought the goalie in Camelton. <laughs> he fought the goalie. He fought the goalie in Camelton. Got suspended like five games. He got on the bus. Got a text from his dad like, "Hey, Cape Breton called. They want you to come up tomorrow." And then he got a call from his dad because he looked on the stat sheet and saw that he got like 20 minutes of penalties in the game. So he's like, he did something stupid. (laughs) So he's on the phone with Kevin. He's like, I'm suspended. I can't play. And I think the same thing happened. They just like shoved it under the rug. Next thing you know, he's in Cape Breton the next day playing. Cape Breton. Where was he play on your team? Yeah, he played on the Lions for a bit. And then he got called up to Cape Breton for the year. Then he went to Lewiston. Right. I forgot that he played for the Lions. Thank God for me. He didn't stick around. So Ferris and Sab played on Lewiston together. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. We got to wrap this up, man. I got to, we got to go. Um, do you want to say hi to any family friends? No, man. All I right. don't. Every, no. every, everybody that I talk to, I talk to normally. So. <laughs> All right. Um, everyone listening, I appreciate the support. Dudes does as well. Hi button. We're taking over the world. Make sure to check out Eagle Energy and Herbal Active. Go to all of our social media highlights. Like, subscribe, comment. All that good stuff. Leave some feedback. We like feedback. Yeah. Styling, no. Dissing, but got pictures with me smiling, no. All the things you need, you still want problems, though. All the things I know, I still been silent, though. Yeah. Used to be at Silver City in the go. Used to be in lunchroom playing dominoes. I don't wanna have to go to funerals. I gotta start sleeping at the studio. I don't have no time to be no Romeo. All the love I need is at the rodeo. All the love I need is here at OVO. Yeah. All the girls I know are there with Ian Tho. Who knows where I end up when that gets old? Maybe it never gets old, and that's just how it goes. Last table left in Carbone, calling plays on a rotary phone. I take a glass of Domina to go with me home. Might move our annual to the dome. I need 40,000 people to see what I'm on. Yeah. Ducked a lot of spiteful moves. I was an angry you while I was writing views. Saw a side of myself that I just never knew. I probably self-destruct if I ever lose, but I never do. Steady doing double shifts. Want to do the beat and I open up like a double click. More blessings because I'm generous. 30 seat of plane for like 10 of us. Remember when I bought Sealy the fake Chanel wallet? She knew that was a fraud but never told me about it. Nowadays when we catching up, we just laugh about it. Can't describe what my life is like when she asks about it. Scary whenever I close my eyes at night. Waking up to public statements about my private life. I can never sleep till morning on all my quiet nights. But you can rest assured that my mind is right. Get no sick days. I leave for like three months and six days. Never stick around to see change. Get little updates. Texts in my inboxes have been popping. Seasons go by like I'm binge watching. Went from Club Palazzo in the bridge to Club Live. To not even showing up at a club that's we doing biz. I can't even party while I'm pursuing this. Distractions to do you in in the truest sense. 
Especially people that wanna lecture me And frame it like they just want the best for me Or they check for me Whatever splits it up so there's more for them and there's less for me They don't know they gotta be faster than me to get to me No one's done it successfully 7am in Germany, can't believe that they heard of me Last verse that I gotta do is always like surgery Always trying to let go of anything that'll burden me That's the reason you can feel the tension and the urgency Last chance I get to make sure that you take it personally Take the the hardest, always executed perfectly If we do a song, it's like taking my kids to work with me You overnight celebrity, you one day star Swear I told you that I'm in this for eternity I am a reflection of all of your insecurities Behind closed doors, a lot of sick God worshiping. Done talk now cause there's other that's concerning me. There's real ones around me. I want to make sure they learn from me. I want to see my dog but his grandmother's surety. He can't even dip out to see me in an emergency. My life is centered around competition and currency. Take the summer off cause they tell me I need recovery. Maybe giving back to my regular life will humble me. I'll be back 2018 to give you the summary. More life. <laughs>